Um, so we've, we've, put the, we've, we've done the movement framework and we've uh, carved it up into a series of blocks and we're starting to think about density. Now what about the size of the blocks? The size of the blocks is, is a bit of a trade-off um, between uh, the need for a pedestrian orientated grid, um, a network of streets that makes it easy to walk around, which implies fairly small blocks so that you know, the, uh, it's, there's a much more permeable layout of streets. Um, in, the, in that instance, you can't actually accommodate much mixed use because you know, the mixed use buildings would tend to be bigger in size if they're employment buildings, for instance. Um, whereas the larger blocks, you know, then you can start to talk about accommodating schools or factories or you know, other non-residential uses. But there, if, this was, if that block size was replicated for the whole of this area, then it wouldn't be a terribly walkable grid because it, the, the blocks would be so... It would be, you'd be talking about significant distances between each of the, each of the junctions, each of the crossroads. So there's this kind of tension and this, this trade-off. For your crude working purposes, you could say to, that a block of roughly 45 meters by 45 would be a good, a credible um, size for a residential block. And so what that would equate with is, say, a two and a half meter um, little front garden and a 10 meter building depth and then 20 metres between the back-to-back um, -back properties and then the same on the other side. For mixed-use development, if you want to accommodate employment space and, and other things, then you might be looking at double that, say 90 by 90 metres squared. So it's, and you've got some examples in your cards of different um, perimeter block structures um, handled in, in, in varying ways.